1: Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Joe with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it
0: is. Kirk Cousins is a machine. He does well with the script. What did they do against Seattle? Yeah. Right down the field, four plays on script. Yeah. What did they do against the Chargers? Right down the field, six for six on script. What does he do when he has to, when it's off script? Now the situation changes. Now it's first and goal. Now what do you do? It's off script. You know, you got to ad-lib a little bit. What does he do? Take a ball off twice and then throw it to your fullback. You know, he has no police.
1: Ho, 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 everybody. You get a special edition of Mackie and Judd with Rami, but instead of Rami... We brought in friend Jason Wilde here to help. <laughs> I don't even know what the word is, but to help, I guess, put the Vikings to bed for the regular season. Talk about a downgrade. Thanks for having me on anyway. <laughs> oh, you were going to be on win or lose here, and now you, that's a fair point. You walked into a firestorm. Um, <laughs> let's um, let's open up the phone lines too. If I know Vikings vent line just went two hours. Two and was hours. Jammed. I've lost my voice. If there's spillover and you guys want, so we're gonna, we're gonna, Mackie and Joe with Rami, we're gonna, we're gonna go noon to two. And then if you, if you want, if you miss any part of it, you're bouncing around on Christmas Eve. Uh, we'll re-rack this during our normal time slot four to six on this Christmas Eve. But the phone lines are open for the next two hours if you want to bitch about the Vikings. 651-646-8255. And here's my first question, okay? And, and Jason, answer this from an outsider's, but yet, insider NFC North perspective Aaron Rodgers in his NFL career basically never throws clean interceptions like if it's a, if it's it's usually a tip or right. or some kind of someone else's fault usually how in god's name do you get a clean pick off Aaron Rodgers and two additional forced fumbles and get blown out at home if you're the Vikings last night yeah. I, I i can't process this
2: how you don't cash in in the first quarter with those 3 take or the first half with those 3 takeaways that's the story of the game right i mean there's a bunch of other aspects to that outcome but the biggest one is the packers in the words of the great jud zolgad gifted you the game in the first half they did everything they could to give you the opportunity for your crowd to be really loud and for you to take a big lead right off the bat and instead and here you know i'm not play calling guy i know there's a lot of fans that get very frustrated with Phil's play calling way. I don't like to do that. I do have to ask, though, you get the takeaway, you start first and goal on your 10, and on the first play, your running back, your third string running back, Mike Boone, gets you five yards. I would give him the ball again.
0: Yeah. Dude. Instead of throwing it to your fullback, CJ Ham. Good God. So, he, But here's the... Okay. So... Let's take this from last night's game. Because last night's disappointing. That's a bad game. They played a bad game. But it's one game. So so you will get sample size guy or gal who will be like, a hey, small sample size, can right. All right, let's expand. And how many games we have now seen, Jason, where Kirk Cousins is going against what I would call a good team. I think the Packers are a good team. Yeah. They're not a great not a team. Great no. team. No. I would no. say the Chiefs with Matt Moore are a good team. Not a great team. Here's the scary thing, though. And at first I thought, eh, it's not true, but I think it might be. You can tell the night that Kirk Cousins might be sitting on within about three or four plays. The C.J. Ham pass, and, and the timing was off, and he looked rattled, and I don't even know if that is a good play call or, or not. It might not be. But the point being is, it's a completable pass. Like, at the worst it should, but it should be a pass. It should be a pass that goes for a touchdown, all right? So, when he throws that pass and it's like, whoa, everyone around us in the press box was like, oh boy, this might be. And the Kansas City game, Phil, was the same way. How frightening is that when you can tell the night your quarterback might be on against a good team within, let's say, four, path- four place?
2: And what's interesting about that is later in the first half, Aaron Rodgers has a throw to Devontae Adams that should result in a touchdown and the Packers having the lead at the halftime, right? He misses on that last one. They settle for the field goal. It's 10-9. to The difference is, for Aaron Rodgers, he's pissed that he missed the throw, but then he comes back and is still Aaron Rodgers. He Look, he did not play great last night. Statistically, he did not have great numbers. But he is a guy who, when he makes mistakes, they don't rattle him he just gets more ticked off about not having done what he's expected to do. And when I watch, and I don't know Kirk, I didn't cover him, but when I watch him, there's this feeling of, and this happens with teams. You know, Judd, you were gone from our Packers beat core for the 2005 season, but my sidekick, Mark Tauscher, who was on that team, talks about it all the time. When you're a struggling team or a struggling player, your mentality is when one bad thing happens, oh, here we go again. Yeah. And that is the mentality that's a Mike McCarthy would call
1: it a polluted mindset. And that is a thing that you worry about with players and teams. I mean, this is the so Vikings vent line last night after the game. We went almost two hours. Manny and I just sat there and we we took angry calls. And it, it essentially morphed into a Kirk Cousins, a state of the Kirk Cousins conversation. And I think there are two truths, not only last night, but in Kirk Cousins career as a Viking. Truth number one is. It's not always his fault. It's not always. They didn't lose the game because of Kirk Cousins necessarily last night. When you factor in how bad the offensive line was, how the Packers went three-man rush for basically half the game and got home uh, more often than not. So I think it is a truth to say there are other things that factor into the Vikings losing the games that Judd listed, the Bears game. There's just a lot of things that go wrong, and you can't pin it all on Kirk Cousins, and I'll grant you that. But this is a salary cap league. And part of the strategy of building a team is you have X amount of dollars to spend on 53 players. And if you're going to allocate a large percentage of that money to one player, a quarterback, you'd like there to be a few intangibles. You'd like there to be a bailout factor sometimes. Like if if I'm paying Russell Wilson almost the same amount of money as Kirk Cousins, I get fourth quarter uh, I get I get his fourth quarter heroics. I get his legs. You know, people talk about well the offense, you know, if the offensive line doesn't protect and I would say that's that's true. If the offensive line doesn't protect Kirk Cousins is screwed. And that's why you see guys like Lamar Jackson and Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers isn't as mobile, but guess what? If Linval Joseph comes up the middle or Danilo Hunter, he can flush and he can get away and he can throw a ball and like what you're seeing is Kirk Cousins aside from the Broncos game isn't able to rise above these things. And bail you out, and we're sitting here frustrated about it. But that's who he is. Like th- this is the reality of who Kirk Cousins is on display last night. And he- and even with that said, it wasn't necessarily his fault that they
0: lost. But that's the thing is, it's always not his fault. Like it's become that's the storyline all the time, right, Jason? is the offensive line, or it's the, or it's this, or that. And the reality is, when you sign a guy to that contract. It might not be your fault, but it's your job to find solutions. Way but to and, overcome. And I yep. and I I like what you said because you know what the problem is? The problem is, and th- this has become commonplace in sports, and I get it. The problem is we all now just look at stats and we look at stats and performances and we justify we justify mediocrity by saying, Well, the stats are good though. Yeah. And where you started to me has become the most important thing. This is a mentally weak team. And the quarterback is fragile. And I'm sorry, you can't have that. Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback that he was in 2010. I think we, we all agree on that, right? Sure. Okay, he's not that guy. But what you just said is true. He's not mentally fragile. So if things go wrong, he says, and he might be wrong. He might not bring them back. But his mentality is, we're coming back, and this is on me. Cousins, I feel like what Phil said is true, but I feel like that it's not Cousins's fault, conversations. Trickles down to Kirk Cousins. Where he's looking for, well, you know, if, I mean, if I just had this or that. Here's right? the thing. Here's the thing. To piggyback off that,
1: by the way, thank you, Jason Wilde. This is very therapeutic for us to sit so here I'm watching here. this. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite the therapist, frankly. <laughs> well, you, uh, you, you guys should be on couches on, instead on of second. chairs.
0: Hold, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this guy has watched Favre and Rogers since yeah. 92, so he can by listen way, to this. We
1: started the show, we just sort of assumed that Jason's been on our show. Now. So if you're if you're new to the show, uh, Jason Wilde, he's from Wilde & Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. Uh, you're also the uh, the Packers guy for the Athletic now, and so we want to give you your proper credentials here. Nobody cares. But, so you guys, vent
2: about the Vikings. Nobody cares but, who I am.
1: So, like everything that Judd is saying. All right, if you want a guy, if you want a guy who you you can exonerate blame from at quarterback, let me point you to the Vikings quarterback from 2012. Okay, Christian Ponder had it great because Christian Ponder was never really like fully blame. It was always, oh well, he's. He's a quarterback with training wheels and like right. a diaper. You know, if boy, if, if I mean, yeah, <laughs> sounds like, like what Mackey and Judd will be yeah. in about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Me a lot quicker. But like, everyone kind of like if Christian Ponder, if the Vikings defense gave up 20 points and the offensive line was bad, nobody came away from the game saying during the Christian Ponder era, being like, dude, I mean, you got you're getting paid to carry this team. You got it. It was like, oh, yeah. Right. The offensive line let him down, and Peterson was hurt, and it was all these built-in excuses. And then when he would play well, it was like, oh, this is a bonus. This is great. Well, Kirk Cousins is taking up so much of your salary cap, it's flipped. In, it should be flipped inside out, where you should be able to have meltdowns like you did last night in certain areas, and the guy that you're putting in that spot, in theory, should be able to rise above and say, hey, I know, this is a meltdown offensive line situation. I know we're down to our third-string running back, and Adam Thielen's playing at like 40%. I got you. I One time, I got you in this spot. And he doesn't. So it's interesting because one of my biggest pet peeves is quarterback
2: wins as a stat. It's not like being a starting pitcher. I, I've i always been bothered by that. So what I tried to do, and Tausch gives me grief about it all the time, is... Um, Teams quarterbacked by Kirk Cousins are 0-9 on Monday Night Football, okay? But the quarterback, more than any other player, influences the outcome of the game. And what you guys are talking about is exactly right. That, no, it wasn't all his fault. But he did not find a way to help his team overcome those other shortcomings. And you made the crack, John, about me covering Favre and Rodgers. Those are two guys that you would never say were mentally weak. Now you could say about Brett Favre in 2007 that he was mentally weak about the cold and he had wanted no part of it because that happened in yes. Chicago. It happened in the NFC Championship game that year. But overall, he was the guy who threw the pick and said, I'm going to throw that same pass again and this time it's going to work. And you watch Kirk Cousins and there isn't... I'm not saying he has to be a swashbuckling quarterback, mm-hmm. but there there is a a certain modicum of no confidence, that you just, he kind of exudes it. And as somebody coming from the outside who did not watch all 15 games they've played, I've seen two of them and bits and pieces of others, that comes through. You can feel during the course of the game that there is not, and look, I I happen to enjoy Mike Zimmer. I don't cover him on a daily basis. I don't know what it would be like to cover him every day. Like Courtney does or some of the other folks over there at whatever it is now Winter Park has become. I drove by it. It's amazing. TCO Performance Center. It's gorgeous. Um, But he does not do his quarterback any favors either. I mean, he really does exude and I-don't-believe-in-this-guy
0: vibe about his own quarterback. And and that was true of Case, too. Yeah, he needs... He has to have a Fav like. Oh, well, he loves Rodgers. Yeah. When he he's does his conference that. call with us, we can't shut him up about Rodgers. But he, because he wants, he wants a QB to come in and say, Mike, shut up. I got this. Right. And right now he's got a guy who comes in. See, where, where Case was good was Mike subtly and not so subtly throughout the course of the uh, 2017 season, Jason. Ripped Case Keenum every chance he got. Right.
2: He and, would never name him the
0: starter. And Case never flinched. He once said he has a horseshoe yeah. up his behind. Like, who says that about your quarterback?
1: Yeah, dude, I mean, what Jason just brought up, too, this is the type of thing we used to talk about with Jay Cutler, and I am not saying that Jay Cutler's personality is anything like Kirk Cousins' personality. <laughs> Where but, this? Uh, oh, Smoke Jay? But it's sort of, like, yeah, smoking Jay Cutler. <laughs> Smoke
0: and Jay Cutler, I love
1: But yeah. you'd watch those Bears games, and you would just, you know, things would start to go awry, and... And again, it wasn't necessarily always Jay's fault, and it wasn't, and you know, of course, you can't read body language from TV and watching on the sidelines, and there is definitely a certain unfair component to that. But if my team is in crisis mode and the walls are caving in, I need the most influential guy on the field to at least have a look about him that says, mm-hmm. "Hey, you guys, it's all good." It's kind of like the the Joe Montana, the Joe Montana, John Candy in the crowd story, right? Hey, dudes, hey, right, it's all good here. And Kirk, like Kirk, I pointed this out during the Bears game, uh, the the infamous Bears game from Week Four, where it was just the Vikings just got waxed. And I remember on our show I brought up, and I tweeted about, dude, he just looks like he's he looks like he's lost on the field, and uh, you, you know, and the backlash of course is. But you watched that game again last night, it was the same look on his face. Even in the first half, it was like he didn't. If I'm his teammate and I'm looking over, I'm like, dude, we. You okay? Dude, like, even <laughs> right? just pretend that you're okay right now so that I feel like I can
2: follow you and we can still win this game. So, one of the great things about doing our show with Tausch is, you know, I can say, hey, let's get Judd on. He could say, hey, let's get Brian Urlacher on. Yeah. Let me text him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we had Urlacher on a couple of weeks ago before the Bears game, and we were mentioning how there were Packers fans that were frustrated with Rodgers for holding the ball too long, for taking the play clock down to one second. He did a great job of explaining how that puts defenses more often than not in a bind because eventually you have to declare your intentions as a defense. As a defense, but the biggest thing he said was, "Packers fans, you have no idea how good you have had it because Packers fans, like you mentioned, all I've covered: Favre, Rodgers, a couple of games with Brett Hundley, right. and a couple of games with Matt Flynn, and that's it." And the frustrations Scott that Paulsen
1: Pack- is feeling very disrespected uh, right now. By I the love way. Scott Tolzien. He and I go <laughs> way back. But the reality
2: is, is that this is not. You don't have to worry about this kind of conversation with your quarterbacks. And it is. Hey, I got this. Don't worry about it. We'll get it right. And they just these teams, whether it's Cutler, who you were just waiting to throw an interception, yep. or with the questions about Kirk Cousins' confidence, or the other quarterbacks that I've seen the Vikings trot out there, it's always kind of the same story. And that's the frustration, I'm sure.
0: Are the Packers good? Like, what's your take on them? They're good. Defensively, they're better than I thought. And Smith last night was worth the price of admission. He was fantastic. You and
2: I got in free, but he was great,
0: yes. Well, yeah, but but I would pay to see him. That was so, that destruction of reef was a clinic.
2: So you and I, I think, see things very similar, having come up through the newspapering world, where we're very, um, you know, we take the fan equation part of it out largely. As I watched last night, and you and I talk about this off the air, everybody is flawed. That is my new philosophy about the NFL. Oh, Every true. team is flawed. Which teams have the best like makeup? Like when you go on TV.
0: Thank God I don't much anyway.
2: Um, you, you, who's covering it up with the best foundation, right? Who's hiding their shortcomings the best? That's
1: why, probably why Judd and I aren't on TV anymore. We uh, we would just kind of roll You didn't roll have in. the right makeup. I'm sure
2: that's why.
0: That's why we're on Twitter.
2: <laughs> but that's the thing. chunks. <laughs> They're all flawed. The Packers are flawed. They couldn't stop the run for half the year. They gave up explosive plays non-stop. Their defense now has carried them the last four games, and they're going to be potentially on a five-game winning streak going into the postseason. Aaron Rodgers has had some really good games, but he has not had a season's worth of Aaron Rodgers games. But they're able to cover it up. They have one receiver. Their tight ends aren't very good. Yeah. Their other receivers aren't very good. But they can cover
1: up their flaws, you know, and other teams can't. This feels a little bit... It's a, This is a little apples to oranges, because I think the the rosters are different. But it feels a little bit like the end of John Elway's career and the end of Peyton Manning's career where both with the Broncos, where it wasn't the same guy from five, 10 years ago, but they still had the hall of fame mind. They still had some of the hall of fame, physical skill sets. They had a defense, they had coaches that they trusted, right? You know, you don't for so long, Rogers sort of carried bad defenses and no running backs. Right. And Peyton Manning the same way. I mean, how many times did he have a crappy defense in Indianapolis or, uh, even in in Denver for a couple of years, but then and then they get closer toward the end of their career, past thirty five, and then the other pieces fall into place, and they don't have to throw forty touchdowns anymore. They just they just have to sort of sit in the car and watch how fast it can drive.
2: But I think Rogers still has those kind of seasons in him, and again, his career for as much as when he arrived, he didn't want to be Favre it's remarkable the trajectory is almost exactly the same. Now, we'll see if yeah. he ends up his career somewhere else the way Favre did. But yeah. Favre had the this... The doors are open here in about a year. I'm sure, they, I'm sure you'd love <laughs> that'd that. Yeah. That would be another great
0: cherry pick by Minnesota, <laughs> But, but Rodgers
2: is following that trajectory. There were years in kind of the near end of Favre's career where you were like, well, can he really still do it? Yeah. And then he had a renaissance season in seven. And then, obviously, you guys saw what he did in 0-9. Ha- I think Rodgers still has those seasons in him, but he can't do it with the old chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what. The receivers are awful.
0: It's remarkable. I uh, think they, they are. Yeah, They've got one guy who who can catch. And he
1: caught 100 passes last night.
0: <laughs> yeah, except the, except the play that Jason <laughs> talked about in the end zone at the end of the first half, It on replay, looked like Adams caught the ball and almost threw it out. It, that was a very bizarre non-catch-catch. Yeah. I didn't get that one. It but was it needed to be? But he, and why is Jimmy Graham still playing football? Somebody sh- somebody should approach him and just say Jimmy you got to go. I don't think his I think his rep count will continue to decrease for the
2: Packers, but that fumble oh. was inexcusable. It was I mean, a,
0: it was a Pop Warner play. Mike Hughes like batted like a like a little kid would
1: and he dropped the dude, ball. The Vikings have forced what like 10 turnovers now in the last 2 weeks. Well, well, the Vikings are thanks to Philip ball hawking, but now they're now this is the other thing too like the Vikings are now sitting they're locked into the sixth seed. They can maybe win a road game, but now they just let the, every, everything that we were talking about two hours before the game of, well, you win this game, and then you get Philly or Dallas, and then maybe the sixth seed upsets an opponent, and you get a home game later in the playoffs, and no, not anymore. But thanks for, join- fun, well thanks for joining us, Jason. We appreciate you. It was fun while well it
2: lasted, Jason. I, I need to make sure that the Packers fans that listen to our show listen to you guys, <laughs> and maybe their appreciation will go
1: up a bit. What's funny is, so we you know, we deserve this, by the way, because we have segments on our show when the Bears, the Lions, it's not even fun anymore, but when the Bears and the Packers lose, we will play clips from Wisconsin radio post-game call-in shows or Chicago Post game the Chicago ones of, are epic. Unbelievable. And it's they all coming back yep. on us. Oh, we got and some live ones today hours, and last man. night. Man, do you have some more clips? Uh, he's screening call. By the way, if you want to call in, 651-646-8255. And we've got some clips we'll, we'll sprinkle in from Ventline throughout uh, this morning. And I just
2: last love night, the fact it. that
1: you have a show called Ventline. It
2: automatically means that people are disappointed no. or frustrated. We tell them
0: they can vent positive if they want to. No one, vent, vent is a negative connotation. <laughs> You know what? That's it's the
1: rah. Vikings, man. It's the Vikings, man. Uh, that it works is, out
0: pretty well, by the way.
1: That's Jason Wilde. You can follow him on Twitter uh. Uh, at Jason J. Wilde. And uh, get his Packers insights as they now steamroll through the playoffs. I'm sure and leave uh, a trail of Vikings fans. Enjoy Miami. So I'm just glad that I follow both Phil and that Winnesota guy for when they're going back and forth. <laughs> oh, <exactly. laughs>
0: yeah, Winnesota and I are buddies again. By the way, are, we're are fighting
1: you? on Twins, but we're we're in lockstep on Vikings. Okay, so that's good. We'll see what happens. By the that's way, the good. Timberwolves. The Timberwolves got beat by the Warriors last and, night. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so if you want to call and bitch about anything, really, 651 646 8255. Yeah, Wolves red line. <laughs>